Production support for Soundbites is made possible by listeners and by Coffee by Design, growing a business committed to community and sustainability locally and worldwide. Coffeebydesign.com. Welcome to Soundbites, true stories told by local Mainers and nationally recognized storytellers. The themes are always changing, and the hosts are from all over the nation, but when you hear the name Soundbites, you're in for a unique storytelling experience. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. This week's stories were told live at Frontier in Brunswick, where the event's dedicated theme was touring. Here's today's host, New York-based essayist and storyteller, Bridget O'Neill. You guys are awesome. Okay. So, when I was in high school, anytime I would leave the house, my mother would say, Call me when you get there so I know you didn't land in a ditch somewhere. And I would be like, Dude, where are these ditches that you speak of? And how many people do you know that landed in one? And she would say, Bridget, some respect. Respect is not something I had as a 17-year-old. Anything that my mother would tell me to do, I would not do. Anything she told me not to do, I would do it to the umph degree. So anyway, I always had this on my head when I would leave the house, whether it be me jumping into my car, which was at the time a VW uh, Bug convertible, or my friend's car, and which we were going to usually my friend's house, their parents' house to watch a movie, a.k.a. going to a total rager. Um, <laughs> so we would get to the party, and... We'd get there and I would have to go in and in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind, it'd be like, I have to call my mom to let her know that I got there okay. Um, In 1988, that's really hard to do while maintaining your cool factor, uh, sans cell phone. Um, When you get there, you can't just be like, thumbs up, you know, like I'm here. Uh, No, you have to like walk into the party and then ask the host, the stoned host of 17 years old, like, Where's a landline that I can call my mom and let her know that I got here okay? I mean, it's just not, it's kind of like not cool. So I'd go in and I would pass the keg with all the football players and their red solo cups. And I would pass like the den with all the stoners, you know, with like listening to Led Zeppelin. I mean, there was just like grain alcohol mixed with punch, pass the jello shots and then be like, I gotta find a landline. Um, And so I would go and make my own cocktail, which was like gin and tonic, but because it was high school, it was probably gin and Sprite, and make that. And then I would go scouting out for the phone. And we all know, like, the phone, you have to go to the master bedroom, right, to get any kind of privacy with a landline. So I'd go looking for the the parents' master bedroom, and I'd go, and I'd shut the door, and I would, like, muffle the receiver to the phone and be like, hi, Mom, Um, I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, I'm at Jenny's. Yeah, her parents are here. Um, Oh, we're just watching a movie. Um, 16 Candles. Yes, again. Um, Okay, and then on the other side, okay, honey, I love you, be careful. 
while in acting like, you know, just kind of like looking at an invisible VHS tape that says, please be kind and re not rewind, I just felt really guilty. So um, in order to, you know, dispense of that guilt, I would walk down, down the steps, say an act of contrition, and um, make another gin concoction. Um, so that's, that, that's what you do. So I, my, my whole theory was like, I'm 17, it's time to be young and free and drunk and stoned and like whatever. Um, now I am 19 years old, I'm at, I'm at University of Houston and um, I was doing really well in my major, which was getting majorly drunk every night. So, hence, my parents made me come back home to Pennsylvania. Probably smart. Now, here's the thing. That's, I was going to say, that's, not, that's fine, but it's not fine. Like, I did not want to go back. I did everything I could to get out of this town, and now I'm going back to it, um, to my own accord. But going back, I had, I had bought a Toyota Tercel, a beige Toyota Tercel, with my own money that I saved up as a part-time ice cream scooper, it was my pride and joy. And guys, I think you can get, like, at this point, my biggest accomplishment. Um, and the fact that it was like I learned to drive stick shift, which in Houston, I guess you say standard, or maybe you say it here too. Um, so I had to bring that home with me. Like, that was, my, that was my accomplishment. I bought it, and I learned stick shift. So I had to bring that back. So I posted like a little, you know, a little note on our student cam campus kind of thing uh, and just said, if this is analog, right? So this is before Craigslist, like before you could actually post, like, like I really posted on a wall and it said, if you want, if you're deciding to ride across, you know, America to the East Coast, you can take my car for free, just deliver it to me. And it worked. So I found this couple and they said they would do it. I said, great. I took the plane back home. They decided to go touring around New Orleans, as you do. That's definitely a place that you would hit on the way back to Pennsylvania. And um, they called me and said, we have a problem. We misplaced your car. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, so this is a problem because it's, I'm registered. They're not registered. I don't even think I had insurance on the car. Plus, it's my car. Uh, it was lost. So I was flipping out. This is my only freedom back home. Um, so I did what I had to do, which I needed to get my, like, I needed to get good luck. So I went down to the nearest head shop, and, uh, I bought a crystal, you know, you buy a crystal, right? Uh, crystal with a black leather strap, and, uh, I was on my way. Uh, and I got home, and by miracle, I got a call, they found the car, I'm sure they misplaced it some, it's New Orleans. I was like, I get why you misplaced it, people. Anyway, so here I am, and while I'm in purgatory in Pennsylvania, I am attending Bucks County Community College, and I'm, I'm bringing the drinking down, I gotta bring the grades up, because my goal is to transfer these credits back to Houston and get the heck out of Dodge again. So I have a break, uh, during class, and I get into my Toyota Tercel, and I want to go to Burger King. I was just like totally jonesing for a chicken sandwich, you know, with like the mayonnaise, the sesame bun, the shredded lettuce. Um, I don't know, it was like kind of my thing. So I, I go and I get it, and as I'm driving back, 
there's this one cool little like hill on Holland Road, and it's um there's like this little uh, railroad, and if you catch and like get enough speed, you can catch air, and so I was trying, the only high I can get was like physical at this point. So I said, I'm going to do this. So I've just like, you know, and I'm prepared, right? Like nothing has changed. I'm prepared. I've got my cherry Coke right here. I've got my music blaring. I'm stick shifting. I'm lighting a parliament. Do you remember when they actually had lighters in the car? Like, you would like circular, like you would circular. Like, I'm doing all of this. Like, I got this. And then I'm like going like 15, 20, 25, 30 catch air, come back down on the other side. And as I'm mid-air landing, there is a construction worker with a stop sign. And I just take the wheel of my little tin can, I mean my Toyota Tercel, and I just slam it to the right. And as I do that, I notice I don't have my seatbelt on and I'm about to roll. So I I know this is going to happen. So my car flips. So I kind of do a cartwheel, it's so small. So I put like my hands on top of the roof and I roll with it. I'm no stranger to car accidents. I've been in many car accidents, a golf cart accident, a scooter accident. Um, So I'm really good in these situations. Uh, So I just kind of roll with it and then there I am. And now I'm on all fours, but on the inside of the car, interior hood. I'm like, okay, so we're upside down right now. Uh, I don't, I I see like the lettuce leaves somewhere in the bun, and I've got cherry coke all over my fishnet stockings. My black bowler cap is out the window. And you know what I'm doing, you guys? I'm searching for my parliament. (laughs) And, And then I say, I gotta turn down the music. So I turned down, I, honestly, it was like, boys don't cry the cure, I remember that. I turned that down and I'm like, let me assess the situation. Um, and I s- assess it, it's not great. Uh, it's not bad, <laughs> it's not bad because I've been, like I said, in a lot of accidents and I go like this right away, like, oh, it's all working. All right, all right, all right. And then I touch, no blood, we got this, I'm good. So. I don't freak out. And then I look to see my escape route and there's like this little sliver of a window and I'm like, okay. So I go out, construction workers are running up. Oh my God, get her out, get her out. They pull me out. I start limping away over to the side with them. And I'm like, I look back in my car. I'm like, oh my God, it's like upside down, like a little beetle with his legs kind of like rolling. And I'm like, oh my God, that's bad. My cassettes tapes are just like strewn across the asphalt. That was upsetting. I did collect them. Um, and I said to the construct, I just got very upset. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I almost hit you. And he's like, ma'am, I can't believe you just got out of that car. Do not apologize. I'm like, no, that was, that was crazy. That was reckless. I'm so sorry. And I look at the car and I'm thinking, ooh, that, that is bad. And then I, I don't know like at what moment it hit me that the irony was not lost on me that I had to make that phone call. (laughs) And let me just say something. This is a woman, I think, that knew way more than I did. And now at my older age, I'm like, she had some things to say because I was underage drinking. I dabbled. I did more than dabbled in drugs. I dated a guy with a mohawk. I had a two-hour stint in jail. And I picked up, I had to go to the payphone. The cop got me to the payphone and I said, 
hi, Mom. And she said, Bridget, what'd you do? I said, well, Mom, I just had a call to let you know I landed in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Bridget O'Neill is an essayist and storyteller who's been featured in numerous shows and podcasts, including The Moth, Risk, How I Learned, Yum's the Word, Soundtrack Series, and many others. Her first-person nonfiction essays have been published in Slice Magazine, New York Press, and Blogs. She is working on a memoir highlighting her self-inflicted shenanigans from her youth told in raw truth. If you want to know more about today's storyteller, well, you're in luck. Let's join our host backstage, now in conversation with today's teller. We're here live with Bridget O'Neill on the Soundbite stage in the Frontier. Bridget, how are you? I'm good, thanks. All right. So I've got some questions for you. What's your connection to Maine? I don't have a connection to Maine up until now. Um, Donna asked me to come out and perform, and I'm thrilled to be out here. I haven't had a lobster roll yet, but that is next on my agenda. But I did go to um, Flatbreads because I missed my ferry. And that was probably the best experience I've had so far because I get to, I got to meet um, a couple of patrons at the bar and all were hands down some of the nicest people I met. In fact, one person I met at the bar is coming tonight. She's going to be my plus one. Awesome. Awesome. And what is your social security number? No, I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. What, Bridget, what got you into storytelling? Um, I'm Irish. Does that count? Um, basically, uh, just randomly, I bumped into an ex-boyfriend on the F train. From I'm from Philadelphia. I bumped into an ex-boyfriend from Philadelphia on the F train in New York. And the oddest thing happened. He literally said, I've been to this thing called the Moth. And when I went there, I thought of you and you have to do it. So I went and I did it and I haven't stopped doing it for it's been 12 years now awesome awesome so are you one of these people that you can you can just get on the mic and and go I mean do you do you prepare do you have a particular process that is a good question I prepare um with two glasses of chardonnay um that could be sad but true but I'm 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 about truth Uh, uh I think it helps um that's how I mostly prepare I also do have um I have bullet points, so I will write the story and rewrite it, and then I can't do it verbatim. Um, so what I'll do is I'll have about five bullet points, and if I can remember those on stage, I can get to the story uh, and get in and out of the story without losing its arc or, or the kind of the poignant parts. Okay. All right. And how much do you weigh? No, no, I'm missing around. I'm missing around. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Whenever you do a, 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 a story and it's at a curated event and um, you've, you've got to tighten it up, you've got to shorten it up, sometimes you have to take things out of the story. Is there something in your story that you're going to tell tonight that didn't make the final cut? Oh, um, what do, I, I try to cut a lot of nonsense out. Um, unfortunately, I sometimes leave some of the... Um, R-rated, uh, non-PG in, so that's usually a problem if I'm going on radio, sorry you all, but um, yeah, I just think um, whatever I leave out will probably be in another story that I have more time to tighten and it can go to another, to another story. All right, all right, right on. Thanks a lot, Bridget. Thanks. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, 
Toad & Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. Special thanks also to GWI and Downey's Pension Services. More information about Soundbites, including how to attend a live storytelling event, can be found online at soundbitesme.org. And of course, you can always hear more stories at mainpublic.org. Thanks for listening.